Welcome everybody to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show is our handle. Check out our Facebook page to search for Coach Bo Knows Show. You can also email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. This is episode 30. And I want to apologize for being a little bit late today. I, as I said on the Point Five pod last week, we're going to be recording this here Monday morning. Uh, I've been in Chicago with my wife for the weekend, a little birthday thing for her in advance. So we got in late last night, and I didn't want to hustle to the studio and try to do everything, do it all half-assed. I decided to get some sleep instead, and so here we are. I also want to say, hey, um, as we talked about in the Point Five pod, we recorded that on Wednesday for Friday's release, and it came out a little bit early on Thursday night. But uh, a lot has happened in the NFL world, obviously, and in the Major League Baseball world since Ellen and I spoke. And we're going to hit all the Major League Baseball signings, Chris Bryant and Carlos Correa and Trevor Story and all that. We're going to go in-depth on the Friday podcast on the Point Five. Ellen and I are really going to hit baseball really hard. We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk a lot about the AFC West on the football side in a little more detail as well. So we'll look forward to that on Friday's pod. And today I'm just going to come in kind of catch up what's happened since we last spoke on Friday, really since what's happened thir- Wednesday night. Um, and then from there uphill, as I'm recording this Friday, or on Monday, and uh, then I'm going to talk a little about Deshaun Watson, and I'm going to get up out of here. So let's first just get into what has happened in the last few days. Shortly after we had oh, you recorded our podcast, we recorded it Wednesday night. Uh, shortly after, on the baseball side, Chris Bryant signed for a big deal. But then Thursday morning, the big one came out. And that was Devontae Adams being traded to the Raiders by the Packers. And it was one of those what's going on kind of things. Like, why is this happening? Uh, I got text messages from three or four different people saying, hey, why do you think Devontae Adams is going to the Raiders? The timing was peculiar to me, even. Um, Devontae Adams got the franchise tag, which we thought was going to be a franchise tag just so that they could get into a long-term deal, be more cap-friendly. On Thursday, also, Aaron Aaron, a story came out about Aaron Rodgers' Contract extension. Uh, there was one early in the week last week, which was proven to be a little bit false. He even said, this isn't quite true. It's not quite right. Turns out it was like a three-year contract, not a four-year. Um, but we've seen that it looked like they were going to, they, they, the Packers, let me do some pronouns there, the Packers were going to keep both Rodgers and Adams. It's going to be kind of a package deal. But it looks like what's happened is the, the Packers knew that, hey, we've got Rodgers, we don't know if it'll be one year, two years, three years. Yeah, it's a three-year contract, but those things can be traded out of. You just never know with quarterbacks, especially at his age. Um, and there's some room to move in there, I think, for him. But what I do think will happen is I think this is one of the things where they didn't get any kind of draft picks. The Packers were looking at this and going, wait a minute, we don't have a lot to help us in the future. And I think they were really, really thinking that the Rodgers trade would be sort of a momentum build, kind of like the the Cowboys did in the in the in the late eighties, early nineties, actually around nineteen eighty one, with um, Herschel Walker's trade. They don't make the trade. Rodgers is still a Packer. Trading Adams gets you that. He gets a contract extension, 
And he got reunited with uh, Derek Carr, who was his college teammate, and they both went to Fresno State. I didn't realize they were college teammates at first. I thought Adams was a lot younger than Carr. Uh, turns out he, they weren't. They were teammates for a couple seasons. And I saw a, I believe it was a TikTok or Instagram, one of the videos of the two of them together talking. And that, to me, kind of clinched it that not only did the Raiders make that trade to bring in a number one guy like a Devontae Adams because they want to compete in the AFC West, but it also convinced me that the Raiders feel that Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback in 2022 and maybe in the future as well. Uh, I would look for sometime here in the offseason for Derek Carr to get an extension. So that happened, and obviously that was kind of earth-shifting. Since then, we've seen the Chiefs sign Juju Smith-Schuster, Justin Reed, the safety, which I think is going to end the Tyron Matthew uh, era in Kansas City. Justin Reed comes in. That allows the Chiefs to spend less money at the position. You don't get quite as good a player, but Justin Reed's a, a, a good player. He isn't the Tyron Matthew level, but you save 10 to $15 million and you're able to then, I think what's going to happen is a Frank Clark extension will happen. I think Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs on a one-year $10.75 million, I think it was, deal I saw the number as, as. I got a really good deal for the Chiefs. This is what I've talked about through the the offseason so far. Of veteran players are going to sign these one-year deals with people and want to get with these quarterbacks. We saw the Von Miller trade a week ago. Now we're seeing Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs. I think we're going to see more stuff like this in the coming weeks. And I think we're going to see a couple of those names. I think are going to be Cole Beasley and Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry, three guys who have been released in the last week and a half, uh, Beasley and Jones, since we last spoke on uh, Friday's podcast. So I think we'll see a lot of that. We've also seen uh, the Bengals shaping up that offensive line. They went and got Alex Kappa to be there. They're going to be, he's going to be their new right guard. And then after a couple of days after the Cowboys released Lyle Collins, the Bengals scoop him up for a three-year deal. I heard the story. Actually, got the story from a friend and uh, saw a little something about it on in, on, on uh, Instagram as well. But uh, got the story from a buddy who tells me that Collins did not even get out of the facility. They brought him into Cincinnati late last week. Had a conversation with him, offered him a contract, and to seal the deal, they had Joe Burrow take him out or take him talk to him and say, "Hey, we want you. I need you to be my left tackle." Um, I think their first bet was trying to get Orlando Brown. That didn't happen. No one really knows what's going to happen with Ter- uh, Terran Armstead, who I think is the, the guy in free agency right now. But I think the Saints are trying real hard to work their cap to keep him signed. So Lala Collins gives us a gives the Bengals a really good, you know, left tackle for the next few years to help out Joe Burrow in that way that they've really got to do. They really got to do what the Chiefs did in the offseason last year, get the offensive line right. And those two signings, Collins and Kappa, are going to be big. In the meantime, we've seen the Cowboys trade uh, Amari Cooper over to the Browns. The Browns have been busy. We're going to talk a lot about this today. Uh, they released Jarvis Landry last week. They traded for Amari Cooper. They got Amari Cooper for basically peanuts. The, the Cowboys are trying to dump salary there. The Browns bring in Amari Cooper. And then they make the trade. Now, last week, again, when we were recording the podcast last week, it looked as if, uh, certainly, well, I'm sorry, right after. We knew at the time of the podcast on Wednesday night, it was down to four teams. 
uh, on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, if you will. The Saints, the Panthers, the Browns, and the Falcons. Now, I predicted he was going to go to the Panthers. I thought that was going to be the spot. I think if, we, if you heard me, I was saying, hey, it's a lot of hometown stuff. He's from near there. He went to Clemson. It made a lot of sense that if he was going to go somewhere, that's where he would go. It looks like Cleveland came in here at the last minute, made in a tremendous offer. I guess all four teams made acceptable offers to the Texans. It then came down to, well, who's the choice for Watson? And it looks like the reasoning here on Watson is a money deal. He got a brand new contract, uh, $250 million, damn near, um, and a big, big signing bonus. The thing that bothers me, well, it's a lot that bothers me about this, but the thing, that, one of the things I'm going to talk about here is just the whole idea of him getting an extension with all the trouble he's going to be in. He's going to get suspended, whether that is four games, six games, or eight games. I don't see it going past half a season. But the Browns have brought in the quarterback. They effectively can't play for either a quarter, a third, or a half of the season. And I, I'm having a lot of problems with this thing. So... Let's talk about that here in a second. So I want to come back. We're going to go in-depth on that in a second here. Um, but before we do, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors here on the Coach Bono's podcast, and that is Trunk Club. So Trunk Club is here, and uh, with spring is here now, and Trunk Club's going to help us all out. So it's time to get in there and get your trunks, get your new wardrobe, get everything kind of freshened up for the springtime. And I can't think of a better way than Trunk Club. Uh, you can go in there and get your trunk. You can tell them your sizes, your styles, what you like, what you dislike. Or if you want them to take a look at some of the things to help you, then let the, let the stylist help you and say, hey, here's what we can do. Here's some different ideas. I love Trunk Club. I got my last trunk. There was 10 items in there. I think I kept seven. Um, they were really, really great. And the couple of things I didn't keep, it wasn't because of the lack of quality. That's one thing I really like is the quality. Uh, but really it was the sizing on a couple of them. And one was a color I don't wear. I'm a big guy. I don't wear red. But these are the kind of things you can tell Trunk Club. And I had to go back in and say, hey, I don't. It was a different shade of red. I was like, eh, I'm not going to do this one. So partially that was my fault. I saw it in my trunk, and I said, well, I'll give it a try when it gets here. Didn't like it. That's okay. You send it back. Their ease of working with them is so cool. If you haven't done it yet, go to our show notes. There's a link in there for Trunk Club. Go in there. You'll save $50 in your first trunk at Trunk Club. And as soon as you sign up, I would definitely recommend getting their app and doing everything through their app. The ease of it. You can even take pictures of items, upload it, and the stylists are trying to find something similar. I like it. I don't know a lot of other people who have been enjoying it. So if you get a chance, jump in there, enjoy it, try it out. Use our link in the show notes and save yourself $50 in your first trunk from Trunk Club. So thanks. All right, I'm going to jump in real quick here. I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about this Deshaun Watson thing because I am I'm I'm not pissed and I'm not angry, but I'm really disappointed. First off, I'm glad it's Cleveland he's going to. I'm going to say this as a, I'm a New Orleans Saints. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, and they were one of the finalists for Deshaun Watson, and I was really having a problem with that, and. I'm going to say it twofold. One is, I'm not going to tell you I doubt his ability. I think Deshaun Watson's a great talent. I think he's the kind of guy that any team, if you took just the on-the-field performance, about any team in the NFL would want him. Remember, this was the guy that helped the, the, helped the Texans under Bill O'Brien. 
a couple of years ago, they had the Chiefs down 21 points in the first quarter of a playoff game. This guy's an athlete, he's got a great arm, he knows how to run an offense. All the stuff you want on the field, he's got it. He has every ability you'd want. It's the off the field stuff. And we didn't think that was going to be a problem even a year and a half ago. It was about this time last year that stuff started coming out about Deshaun Watson, a lot of the allegations that he has. There's uh, lawsuits pending with 22 different women alleging sexual assault and improper conduct you know, from a massage situation. Um, I, I always say that you never know what happens between a man and a woman. You don't want to talk about relationships. But what I will say is if someone goes into getting a massage and there's some, we'll call it hanky-panky. I don't think that's a great way of putting it, but let's call it that. Sometimes some massage therapists, and they may not be massage therapists. They may be, quote-unquote, sex workers. Um, I don't know if that's what the song Watson thought he had here, but it isn't once. It isn't twice. You make a mistake once. You make a mistake twice. Whatever. You know, again, you're, no one's perfect, and I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody's behavior. But what I will say is if there are 22 allegations... 22, they're not all fake. <laughs> if half are not unfounded, that's still 11. So this is a pattern of, of us seeing who this person is. Now, this could be a situation where it's an addiction. You know, there are sex addicts, there's drug addicts, I and mean, there's all sorts of addictions. Maybe this was how he fed that addiction. If so, the best thing Deshaun Watson could do in that case is get through the lawsuits, own the behavior, and say, I'm getting help with this. That's not been what Deshaun Watson's done. He went silent. He said he didn't want to play for the Texans anymore. Frankly, I understood that part. I don't want to play for the Texans anymore. But now he didn't do, say, didn't do any interviews his last, two, uh, last year I get that. While he was wanting, waiting for a grand jury, the grand jury came back with no, um, uh, no legal repercussions. But there's still 22 pending lawsuits. I mean, this is ridiculous. 22 lawsuits. It just tells me that he did something inappropriate a number of times, and in this way with women. I just, that to me looms with too much evidence for who a person is off the field. And that's not somebody that I would want to root for. It's not somebody I would want my child to root for. It's not somebody that if I had small children, I would want to root for. Uh, I wouldn't want to ask, answer those questions. And so I just, I'm glad as a Saints fan, they did not do this. Frankly, I'm surprised the Saints were in this, being that the owner of the team is a woman. Uh, that really bothered me that that Mrs. Hunt was willing to even discuss this. But in the end, it looks like that you know that's one of those dodged kind of things. It does bother me in twofold: one, that there was a deal, that there was a trade, and two, that someone would trade for him at this point without these lawsuits being you know taken care of or moved or you know uh, with all these lawsuits looming. And then also, without any kind of direction from the NFL, what the suspensions are going to be. My understanding from the reporting I've seen is that the Browns did not 
do a lot of due diligence here. They didn't really talk to the NFL about what could be happening, what could be looming as far as the suspension. They, they kind of figure it's going to be six to eight games. They didn't go and do their own investigation on what's going on with you know, these women. They didn't ask to talk to any of these women. They didn't do anything with that. They just kind of talked to Deshaun Watson and his people and said, here's what we want. You know, answer these questions for us. And I don't think that's good enough. So what I will say is, I've never been a fan of the Cleveland Browns. So it doesn't bother me that Cleveland is the team that does this. But what does bother me is that without any resolution on 22 lawsuits or any sort of suspension, a team is willing to trade for a team, a player like this. That bothers me. I'm glad it's not my team. I think there's 31 other teams fans that are thinking that right now. And if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, I think you got to be kicking yourself. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, as a Saints fan, had they decided to sign Deshaun Watson or trade for Deshaun Watson, I would have had to seriously consider whether this was going to be the team I wanted to root for going forward. So I'm glad things have gone the way they've gone. Um, It's a tough deal all around. Um, Not for Cleveland. I think Cleveland made a bad decision. I first I think they overpaid. Uh, you know they gave up uh, three first round picks, a third round pick, and a fifth round and a fourth round pick. Uh, like that's too much to give away, especially knowing that he's going to get suspended for half a season, and then to give the player uh, another big contract. I've, I've seen upwards of two hundred and fifty million, all guaranteed. Uh, also read today. I have not seen the, a lot about this yet, but the thing I saw in passing said that. Watson would only lose $200,000 in salary if he's suspended for eight games. That means to tell me the Cleveland Browns actually structured the contract around a suspension. That bothers me even more. So if there's going to be someone who's going to get a fuck you this week, it's definitely the Cleveland Browns. I I think that this means that the Browns, Browns have zero credibility to me. In the past couple of months, they have released Odell Beckham near the end of the season, who then goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. Based on a lot of his play at the end, he played fantastic. They tried to use Beckham as a fall guy for their late-year performance. They released Jarvis Landry. Uh, they trade for Amari Cooper, who we really don't know what you're going to get with Amari Cooper. But again, they got him cheap. I give him that. They're now going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield has asked for a trade out of Cleveland. Before the weekend, Cleveland says they're not going to trade Baker Mayfield. Now, they just signed Jacoby Brissett on Sunday. I would assume Baker is going to be gone sooner than later, maybe even as quickly as by the time you hear this podcast. But I assume that Baker will be gone. The Browns are going to use Baker Mayfield as a fall guy. Now, look, I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. If you heard this podcast before, you know I'm not a fan of his. I don't think he's a particularly good quarterback. But he's someone who, to put on Baker Mayfield how poor the Cleveland Browns organization is as an organization would be a mischaracterization. Baker could have played better, but that doesn't mean that he is the problem with that organization. I think if anything else, we found out that Baker's got some some, uh, scars for sure, but we've also found out that this organization is a shitty organization. It's a shitty organization run by shitty people who decided to make shitty decisions. 
and I really have a problem. I kind of get the, the Frank Costanza here. I got a problem with you people, and you're going to hear about it. So Cleveland Browns, you're going to hear about it today. I got a problem. I got a problem with your ownership. The ownership, we always see, we've seen some problems with that in the past already. We knew about what his, his sort of business antics are. Um, you know, it's going back three or four years. Uh, to Ownership had to be involved in these sort of decisions. Decision this, this big is not going to be made without the express consent of ownership. A general manager here, now again, management, and I understand as a GM what you're trying to do, you're trying to get as much into your funnel, you're trying to, bring, you're trying to be profitable, you're trying to win games, you're trying to grow the business. And I get it. What's going to grow that business for Cleveland Browns is winning games on the field. They're in a division now with Lamar Jackson. They're in a division with Joe Burrow. Uh, we don't know what the Steelers are going to do quite yet at quarterback, but I mean, just those two teams alone are already ahead of the Browns. And you're sitting there going, well, what do we have to do? They obviously didn't like Baker Mayfield. If they didn't like him, they would have. if they did like him at all in the last year, they would have signed him in on extension already. They hadn't done it. They were going to go into the season with a lame duck quarterback. And you just can't do that. Not with a, not with a franchise guy. So they make the super deal. And that's what this is. This is a super deal. You trade, you basically mortgage the future and hope that Deshaun Watson is going to come in here and be the guy. Look, on the field, he's got everything you want. No doubt. But he doesn't have it between the years. When it comes to it, I don't mean the football side. I don't mean he's dumb. There's just obviously something wrong inside if he's going to have these sort of problems off the field. 22 lawsuits. 22 lawsuits, all alleging sexual sexual assault and or inappropriate contact. I mean, that's just, that just shows you that, you know, that cake don't bake. I mean, that's, there's something wrong with the ingredients there. Um, so I got a real problem with this. And again, it's one of those things where I want to give a young man a chance. I mean, if you know me well enough, you know that I'm a, I'm a pro player guy. I'm a guy who's going to be, hey, let's take care of the players. Let's give these young people the standards and, and help them be successful and to make money and to do the things they can do to support their families. But I have a real, real issue with this. And I don't can't recall an issue I've ever had like this when it came to a player in the NFL or any sport, really. I mean, I've had players I didn't like because they went to a team I didn't like. That's just being a fan. This is more about being a man and having a problem with how the behaviors of this person affect me emotionally. Because I know they're affecting me. I can't imagine with any lady, young girl, any, any female, any woman, how you could be a Browns fan. And again, I'm someone who says... Give a player the doubt, benefit of a doubt. Give a young man the benefit of a doubt. He got that stupid shit when I was young, too. But I didn't have 22 allegations of sexual assault. I just, again, I, I it, it's different. It would be different also if it was a mom-and-pop shop. This is not. This is an NFL franchise. It's a billion-dollar corporation. I got a real problem with that. So that's where I'm at with Deshaun Watson. I hope you'll. I uh, hope you. I uh, thank you for allowing me to indulge myself a little bit and talking about that today. Um, like I said, we're going to catch up on a lot of the transactional stuff uh, on the baseball side. We're going to talk a lot about that on uh, Friday's podcast. Ellen and I will get deep into that. 
We are also going to talk, we're going to really dive in a little bit on the AFC West. Um, I think that it's time to dive in there. I think we have a little bit of uh, reasoning what's going to happen with the Raiders now. I think maybe a week ago we didn't. But I think that Devontae Adams going there and see his relationship with Derek Carr shows that, hey, Derek Carr is not going anywhere. I think even a few days ago we thought, well, which shoe is going to drop? And then as I'm recording this, I have just seen that Matt Ryan has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts by the Atlanta Falcons. So, um, hey, Indy, get it ready because we all know, and as I'm fond of saying, Matt Ryan does Matt Ryan things. Um, I, I'm a little sad as a Saints fan to see Matt Ryan go. He was the single reason we would beat them a lot of times. So that'll be, oh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's fun to see this kind of, the carousel's going around with the quarterbacks, and we'll see who spits spit out. My Saints still don't have a quarterback. I'm still thinking it's going to be Jameis Winston at this point, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with it being Jameis Winston rather than Deshaun Watson. So just my think, my thinking there. Hey, before we get out of here, again, I want to keep this one short, but uh, i got to come up with something, you know, something a little funny or at least something that's not a downtrodden because I've done 20 minutes of downtrodden stuff now on Deshaun Watson. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Chase Daniels, former Mizzou quarterback, just signed a one-year deal with the L.A. Chargers. You'll hear me talk about clipboard money. This is the clipboard money king as far as I'm concerned. The clipboard money king is Chase Daniels. This guy just keeps making money, gets a one-year deal with the Chargers. He's going to be a backup all season. You know, he won't even see the field. I mean, he can eat a hot dog on the sideline. It'd be okay. As long as uh, as long as long Herbert doesn't get hurt, he's never going to see the, see, see the field. So congratulations to Chase Daniels. Keep making your money. Get your clipboard cash. You know, invest it. If you need somebody, OAGKS.com. You can give me a call directly if you'd like, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. Otherwise, we're going to get out of here. Have a great week. Um, we'll be talking to everybody on the .5 pod. Don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you get your podcast. We appreciate every five-star review. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week. Remember your time to be non-refundable, and we'll see you on Friday.